Welcome to another episode of Constructive Interference with your hosts, Alexander Steigerwald and myself, Cheyenne Raison. We're here to explore, put simply, electronics and music through a variety of genres, including those that are purely electronic and those that find a way to incorporate electronic instrumentation. Coming at you from opposing coasts of DC and LA. Let's get into it. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, man? How's it going? I'm good. So we're going to get into today's episode. No theme, really. Alex has a bit of a theme to his tracks. Yeah, I just chose to do some tracks from Modern and Very Active record label out of England and Sheffield CPU Records. Just some of my favorite like current electronic music you know, in the scene right now. Next week, I hope to do Analogical Force, which is actually my top label at the moment. It has been for a couple of years. I'm just into everything they do, as well as CPU records. But we're starting with CPU. You're going first today? I'm going first. I'm starting with Why Does My Heart Feel So Bad by Moby. Oh, dad music. Off the album Play and Play the B-Side from 1999. I love the album name because I think it's him inherently saying like love the B-Sides, like play them over and over again. He's a crate digger himself, goes through and finds really good samples or stuff to put into his music so i feel like he's just like yeah like worship those b-sides that's play them and play them over again birth name is richard melville hall he's an american singer producer animal rights activist from harlem new york his hit single was in 1991 with go in 1992 through 1997 he scored like eight top 10 hits he later on with his later albums, he kind of stepped away from like the electronic dance vibes and had explored a couple ambient albums. They're kind of titled like Brian Eno's albums. It'll be like ambient tracks, blah, blah, or <laughs> music for something. Yeah, music for your stepdad while he contemplates <laughs> hitting you. <laughs> music to pet cats, too. He is very much known for his veganism his animal welfare and humanitarian aid. I did not know he's an owner of a restaurant called Little Pine in LA. Hmm. Go check that out. Nice. So this album, Alex and I have actually discussed it recently with a friend of ours. And it had uh, basically field recordings from a collection by Alan Lomaz. In this field recordings, there was like a box set of like Sounds of the South uh i didn't know what you're on about now i remember this conversation yeah apparently he's gotten some flack for using this stuff he's just an amazing sampler he has a real act for just taking some samples and a beat and really making it jam outside of that he's just he's got so many machines i remember when i was in college a couple years ago i was reading that he had sold over 100 synths from his collection to go to a charity. Nice. This other guy's a synth lord too. More than just a synth lord. Oh, he's he's something else. He's a multi-instrumental vocalist, producer, synth lord. <laughs> let, let me get into him. Track goes, This Old House Is All I Have by Against All Logic. You're the very own Nicholas Jar. It's his third album. The album's titled 2012 to 2017. It's hmm. pretty much his work 
tracks that he didn't release during that time. He is a Chilean American composer and recording artist based in New York. He ascribes the melancholy in his music to the six years his parents were separated when he moved at the age of three of his mother from New York to Chile until the family was reunited in New York. Never heard that. Wow. His music is kind of melancholic in a way, you know? He translates some emotions to it. I, I usually feel something listening to his music more than just like a clubby dance vibe or anything. He w- did a great project with the guitarist Dave Harrington. Oh, wow. Dark, Dark Side. Really good. Great one to go check out. I've seen this guy live at 930 Club. If you ever get a chance, go see him. Because again, as I was saying, he's a synth lord and a multi-instrumentalist. And he'll be up there with his MPC, his laptop up, running Ableton, bunches of modular synths, big stacks of synths. Saxophone too, doesn't he? And my favorite aspect of his music, his voice. Not my favorite. Roland synths, Moog synths, Korg synths up there. It's a little playground, and I didn't expect people to really be vibing to his music, and I went there, and it was a very young crowd. Everyone was dancing. Everyone has a good time. But yeah, uh, great track, great album. Yeah, well said. All right, well, let's get into these songs, and as Alex likes to say, let's get into it.
abruptly because is that how it ended i thought you hit pause that is abrupt i mean it's one of the things that he's going into the next track on the album
it feeds in real nice to the next one. What'd you think? Beautiful, man. Yeah. I never really listened to Moby much, but when I do, I always enjoy it. The last time I listened to anything by Moby was one drunken night at my dad's house. He's like, you know, this is a classic, Alex. We're gonna, you're gonna sit down. You're gonna listen to this one. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, I think he's a little bit unappreciated by our generation. No real frame of reference, but I don't hear many people listening to him. Correct. Yeah. So that's what kind of what I'm trying to say. You know, I always actually, until you started talking about it a few minutes ago, thought it was just called play, not play and play the B sides. There is a track on a prior album that's called play. Okay. I was under the impression the album was called. And that's his top song. Really cool album title though. You're right. It's a sweet notion. You know, I honestly don't have much information about these first two artists and the tracks. I just know I like to listen to them. I have this massive CPU Records playlist I found on Spotify that someone compiled. CPU Records has been out for eight years this year. They came out in 2012, and they've released 69 records, fully uh, LPs. You know, there's a lot of music, so I just dive through it these are just a couple of tracks that stood out to me and i've gone back to them time and time again you know searching by name as opposed to just shuffling through stuff but cp records is is pretty cool man uh it was founded by chris smith and sheffield and sheffield is where warp records started and i was reading an interview from him earlier and he was saying his you know biggest inspiration uh, for getting into electronic music and eventually starting a record label was being present in the upcoming Warp Records, you know, well, excuse me, when Warp Records was up and coming, he was present, right? So he said he lived down the street from the original Warp Records store. And he said in his youth, right, he would would have routine visits to Warp Records. He said, I would buy any record with a purple label because you knew it was going to be good. (laughs) You remember earlier when we were chatting, we were trying to figure out what it was called for eight um, bits in a row? In binary, zero one zero one's eight of them. You said it was a byte? Correct. Right? So apparently there's only 256 options for bytes, different combinations of zeros and ones. And at the current rate they're going, I did the math a little bit ago. Since 2012, eight years, they've put out 69 records. So at that rate, that's eight and some change records per year bringing them to the maximum allotted records that the byte system they're using uh, will allow in roughly 20 more years. So if all goes well and they keep going as strong as they are, they're only going to be able to put out another, uh, well, how many records is that left? I don't know, 100 and something, almost 200 records left, but they've only got about 20 years. (laughs) Wow. wow. (laughs) But yeah, for you listeners, it may have been confusing to hear that, but each of the albums has the same artwork. It's a white label with some small sort of frame. Uh, It's like triangles in each corner framing um, a stream of binary, eight digits. And each artist, well, not each artist, but each album has its own own bite. Very cohesive element there. All their records looking the same, a bit confusing as well. But it's uh, Chrome Angel by Paul Blackford off the album Light Years, and Everything I Know in the Streets by Miscalator in the album They Rave Us. Everything I Know in the Streets is cute. It has like these sounds that sound like little cat meows over some like sweet drum and bass. And Chrome Angel's got one of the sweetest little bass lines I've heard in a while. Let's get into it. Cheers.
kitty detritus. If you call someone detritus, I think that's the best of all insults. Pretty good insult. Cat samples, 303, little acid squelch. They sounded great. I gotta check out this record label. Let's run into the next song. <laughs> you ready already? What you got? Well, oh, it's a pun. That's a <laughs> <laughs> the title wow. track is Run Bye. by the French duo Air. Album is Talkie Walkie and it's from 2004. French duo consists of Nicolas Godin and Jean Bonat Dunkel. Yeah, they're just amazing. They make really good electronic music, space pop, dream pop, chill, ambient. Just all these different ways to describe it. Isn't the producer on this album Nigel Godrich? If it is, I'm very much impressed. I'm pretty sure it's the same producer as Radiohead. Let me see. I'm Googling. Indeed it is. Well done, Nigel. Uh, yeah, they got their acclaim with their debut album, Moon Safari, including the track Sexy Boy that Alex likes a lot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not my favorite air song. Sexy boy. Exactly. Like other electronic artists will perform with their Moog synthesizers on stage and their Korg and their Wordalyzer and their Vocoder. This specific song I had found early on in high school. I was just drawn to this song and so were all my friends. And many of them didn't actually listen to much electronic artists. And we just, there was something about this track that was just really interesting. I wouldn't say it's necessarily my favorite air track, but it's the one that got me started with listening to them. So I have to introduce it the way I was introduced. Beautiful. The next track is Me and Michael, Matthew Deer Remix by MGMT and Matthew Deer. And it's off the new album, Little Dark Age, but the remix by Matthew Deer. A lot of you might know MGMT. They've been pretty big for the past decade, past two decades almost. They came out right around the time, if you were listening to popular music, uh, Kid Cudi was getting really popular right around like 2010, so to say. Mm -hmm. Um, They're a great duo. They're cute boys. Cute boys that went to college together and then got found by this NYU undergrad who signed them to Columbia Records and released their debut album, Oracular. Oracular Spectacular, which was a huge success. Every track on that album, I would say, is a hit. They've created two albums since then, which they admitted were poorly received and that they could have never reached peak popularity they had with their first album. And that they said that they had taken a break for years. Uniquely, these two artists kept a relationship at a distance and were sending each other stuff over email and eventually were really happy with how their music was coming together and decided to meet up again to solidify an album, which is the Little Dark Age. Nice. Didn't you post a picture of us recently on Instagram where I'm standing there with a cardboard box in my hand? It was Oracular Spectacular that was inside that box. Oh. That was a great gift. One thing I had to tell Alex hmm. is that Conan Moccasin is on this album. For no way. Yeah, he plays, on, he plays guitar on one track and he does backup vocals on another track. Nice. I thought that was interesting. I love Conan Moccasin. 
Yeah, I, I was looking through that. I was like, Conan, wow. Dude, I heard a Conan moccasin track through the walls today while I was using the restroom at work. We got these party animals in the office next door and they always bump music. Oh, wow. I could hear Conan coming through the wall. He has a new album I hadn't seen. I will, am meaning to check it out tomorrow because I just saw it tonight that I saw that there's a new album. Lastly, what I thought is amazing with MGMT and everything that's going on with them is that in November 22nd of 2019, they released a new track in Las Vegas. reason for this track was to mark their first song after departing from Columbia Records. So they've been with <laughs> Columbia Records since 2006, and this is their first track not with them, and they've created their own independent label called MGMT Records. Nice. So we'll hope to see some good stuff coming from them soon. So to reiterate my tracks, we've got Run by Air, the French duo, and we've got Me and Michael, Matthew D. Remix, MGMT, off Little Dark Age. Get it. Thank you.
Yeah. Uh-huh.
like a minute ago, it sounded like someone came in and murdered all those sweet cats from, <laughs> from <laughs> everything I know in the streets. So we've got one last track for you guys, and then we'll hit it to you guys with our rave.dj track. Just a little shout out to our socials. You guys can check us out at constructive underscore interference at Instagram. You can go to our constructive interference Facebook page. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, and soon you guys will be listening to us on FM radio at KX93.5 FM, Laguna's only FM station. Nice. (laughs) Gotta get that in. We have to. We have to. And you can follow Alex and I as well. You can either find us through the Instagram page or you can just follow me at Oogie Baloo and Alex at Dynamic Lemon Wedge OG. Flavor. OG flavor. Yeah, there's some underscores in there too. It's a tough one to shout out on the radio. <laughs> Dynamic Lemon Wedge OG flavor. <laughs> Let's hear about this yeah. last track. Well, okay. I It was so hard for me to choose a track from this artist. This one's more about the artist, and I hope you come away wanting to explore him more. The track's called Dance With Me. The artist is Microlith. The album's called Dance With Me as well. It's off CPU Records, of course. Microlith was was i say was because uh, he passed away last year he was a 24 year old producer from the island of malta named riz celeste he was popping off on the internet he was getting a lot of you know feedback and plays on his soundcloud and his Bandcamp, and his reddit page was really active i was following it all and people seemed to be really digging what he was doing and he was posting a lot of music online. He had a few records put out through CPU Records, but there was such a vast amount of music he didn't release officially. That was just on his SoundCloud and his Bandcamp. Um, January 26, 2017, he released a track called Good Goodbye on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. And it ended up being the last thing he ever released. Less than a month later, he... I don't know the full story here. I could kind of tell he was like a little depressed looking at the way he would talk on forums and the fact that his last track was called Good Goodbye. But he ended up driving an ATV at apparently, supposedly, according to the police report, 45 miles an hour into the side of a moving bus. 45 miles per hour on an ATV is pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to get tossed around like a rag doll. The police report says it was an accident. I don't know what to think, but either way, it's a it's a shame. He's gone. Last episode, we were talking about posthumous releases and how you know artists can be taken advantage of after life and sort of have their, their identities mistreated or misrepresented. This is an artist who's had a couple posthumous releases facilitated by his brother and not actually through CPU records, but rather fundamental records out of Madrid. They've done the posthumous releases. Uh, I, I think they're brilliant. They're just music that his brother was able to pull off the computer and, you know, get pressed. This guy is all about his sort of acidy, trancey dance music. It's very melodic. He's got a way with melodies that a lot of, you know, sort of acid or techno producers, I think, don't don't carry as well as he does. Either way, I'm a sucker for him. Actually, I've got good news for you. What's that? So we were talking about last week, Mac Miller's posthumous record that was getting released. Mm-hmm. It was released today. Mm-hmm. 
the album's name was Circles, and it was great. I was actually not upset with it. Later came to find out that the album that he put out about a month before he passed away last year called Swimming, he was working with the same producer for his next album, Circles, and it's kind of a two-part project. It was like swimming in circles in a sense. <laughs> the producer got to finish the project and he added very little elements that weren't already there. He just did mixing and mastering on what was already written down. It even sounds unfinished on some parts. It's it's actually really great. Good, um, man. Good. And then, yeah, we have our rave.dj track from you guys. Alex really wanted to use the track Wookie. Battle. Battle. Nope, battle by Wookie. Battle by Wookie featuring Lane Gray because he just got the record in the mail today and he was vibing out to it. Yeah, this has been one of my driving jams for years now. Bump it. So you guys are going to listen to the title track, Whoosh. Well, all right, man. So we got Dance With Me coming from Mike Rillis. And Whoosh. And we'll catch you guys on our next episode. Please subscribe and come back to listen to our beautiful voices. Awesome. Please do. Thank you.